Hey everybody, and welcome to the Wealth Effect Podcast, where we discuss methods, strategies, and tactics to protect and compound your wealth. I'm your host, Matt Fabian, and I'm here to help you create your own wealth effect. Hey everyone, welcome to the Wealth Effect Podcast. This is Matt Fabian on Monday, March 6th, 2023. Today, the topic of discussion is how our aging population affects both investment and wealth strategies. The U.S. population, like many developed countries, is aging. According to the latest census figures, a major shift occurred over the past two decades in which the share of the population under 50 declined, especially among those of prime working age. Even the youngest baby boomers are nearing retirement age, while the oldest are almost 80. And while millennials have come of age and now outnumber boomers, that hasn't been enough to prevent the average age in the U.S. from shifting from 35 years old in uh, the year 2000 to almost 39 years today. So what could these trends mean for the economy and markets in the future? Demographic trends matter to investors at a macroeconomic level and when creating personal financial plans. By their nature, these trends tell us about the economy's long-run trajectory and are an essential counterbalance to the short-term issues that investors, market economists, and financial news outlets often focus on. When it comes to how demographics affect all investors, there are at least two critical aspects to consider. Posted in the show notes are bar graphs showing the U.S. population pyramid from the year 2000 and into the year 2021, broken out into five-year increments from ages five all the way to 85 and older. What you'll be able to see in the graph is that over this last 20 years, the population has gotten older with the distribution of age shifting much higher in the ages from 55 all the way up to 85 and older than in the year 2000. So first, demographics are an important driver of economic growth, and traditional economic models distinguish between short-run and long-run growth. In the short run, factors such as weather, supply chain disruptions, surging consumer demand, increased government spending, and more can affect growth in either direction. However, these factors tend to balance out in the long run. In the long term, what matters for the economy is relatively simple. Having, one, enough qualified workers, and two, boosting their productivity. Unfortunately, neither of these factors have been trending in the right direction. The aging population translates into an aging workforce. Even after taking immigration into account, the population is only growing by 0.7% per year, a rate that is anticipated to decelerate to 0.4% by the year 2060. It takes a long time to train new workers and to gain the necessary experience, especially in skilled jobs in manufacturing, engineering, or medicine, just to name a few. This is why, before the pandemic, economists worried about an era of slower growth, coining terms such as, quote, secular stagnation. Additionally, to the extent that older populations spend less and hold less risky assets, 
consumer spending trends and market valuations can also shift. The strong growth rates since the pandemic don't change these broader and underlying facts about our population and our economy. Something will have to give to keep economic growth on track. One way is for each worker to accomplish more, i.e. to be more productive. Unfortunately, productivity growth has been meager as business investment spending has stalled. Some believe that new technologies, including robotic automation, artificial intelligence, and the blockchain could ignite a new era of productivity growth, but the jury is still out. A more likely possibility is that retirement continues to be redefined. With greater life expectancy and better health, many retirees seek to stay engaged in the workforce for longer, whether that's through part-time work, consulting, advising roles, or other flexible employment arrangements. The next chart posted in the show notes is a basically a curve of U.S. life expectancy for various ages, from 10 years old currently to uh, 90 years old, and what the probability range of their life expectancy is. The median life expectancy for someone age 40, uh, a man or a woman, are expected to live, the median uh, be, for men is 79 years old and 83 for women, respectively. However, the 90th percentile live right now on an expectation to 93 and 96. So there's a big difference between the median expectation and the 90th percentile. Similar story for those that are age 65 or older as well. So these demographic trends affect individual investors as they plan for retirement. According to the Social Security Administration, there is a wide variation across these life expectancies, and as detailed in the chart in the, in the show notes, for both men and women. And the way this impacts wealth plans and retirement plans is that, you know, if you're counting on that median life expectancy, but you end up living into the 90th percentile life expectancy, that could be a difference of nearly a decade of life expectancy, and that can have dramatic implications for investment portfolios and financial plans. This is called longevity risk. It's the prospect of living longer than expected and potentially outliving your assets in your lifetime. This is a asymmetric risk because running out of funds late in life is far worse for most households than leaving money behind for loved ones and to charity. According to life expectancy, this is an essential input uh, to any financial plan and managing longevity risk is one reason why all individuals could benefit from professional financial advice. The next chart in the show notes, I post a chart of portfolio risk and return across the kind of broad range of your standard balanced and diversified portfolios from an all stock portfolio to a 60-40 stock to bond split portfolio to an all bonds portfolio. The idea here is that portfolios should be constructed with longevity risk in mind. We need to target those 
annualized expected rates of return, but also keeping an eye on volatility, making sure that at various points in one's life cycle, we're not taking on any additional risk in the portfolio than the wealth plan of that individual can withstand. This is especially relevant in today's market environment with both inflation and interest rates uh, on the rise. On the one hand, rising prices harm those who rely on their hard-earned savings for income or other fixed income sources such as pensions or annuities. On the other hand, rates have finally come climbed to levels that can generate sufficient income. And frankly, this is one of the silver linings to the Federal Reserve raising interest rates. Even still, there are unique challenges in today's market environment to crafting a portfolio that can generate enough income while preserving the spending power for the future as well as managing the volatility in one's portfolio. And while all investors would prefer high returns with little risk, the reality is that a balance is needed to achieve those objectives. Also, before you, you know, turn, tune out and think that this is just, you know, kind of an older person near retiree uh, issue to, to keep in mind, this discussion also applies to younger investors, myself included, since these demographic trends will likely stay uh, with us in our lifetimes. In fact, these challenges may only grow uh, you know, more substantial as medical advancements boost life expectancies and the long-term trend growth rate of the economy slows. As a result, saving for retirement is arguably more important than ever as it is less sure that asset returns over the next 30 to 50 years will generate similar returns as they had the previous handful of decades, which, might I add, they have been substantial returns. Further, recent legislation such as the SECURE Act 2.0, which makes it easier to save and invest for retirement, underscores these facts. So what is the bottom line? Demographic trends are a headwind to economic growth while longer life expectancies increase longevity risk for individuals. Holding an appropriate portfolio to balance these risks while emphasizing an adequate and likely increased savings rate will go a long way for investors to achieve their financial goals. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Wealth Effect Podcast. I hope you are all doing well out there and happy wealth generation. Investment advisory services are offered through Fabian Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. Nothing discussed during the show should be viewed as investment advice. Everything discussed is generic, non-specific, non-tailored information. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please reach out to us at info at fabianwm.com or call us at 925 322-2450.